nerd. 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 I'm not kissing a nerd. What is a nerd? Nerd! Holy crap, are we nerdy? Welcome to Nerdables, episode 118. This week we're going to talk about Star Wars movie numbers. We're going to talk about the big controversy of the week, which is apparently that there's not enough Ray merchandise for the general public. Uh, we're also going to see about Michael Bay doing Jurassic, or Jurassic Park, Transformers 5. I know, I screwed that up. Oh, dinosaurs explode. <laughs> <laughs> well, the last one had dinosaurs in it. And then we're going to see uh, what's going on in the TV world as far as Marvel and DC. Joining me tonight are Sebastian, Shauna, Chris, Mikey, Ethan, and Travis. Wow, that's a mouthful. Full house tonight, guys. It is. Full house. Next week we'll get the fuller house. So anyways, um, Star Wars continues to be the juggernaut that it's. Uh, we all knew it was going to be, I guess. Is that uh, a surprise, though? I mean... $810 million domestically. Yeah, that's a new record. No, no movie has ever made eight hundred million dollars before. So it still made less than the California Powerball. Yes, yes, it did. It did. <laughs> um, is it California Powerball or is that just National Powerball? What's well, Powerball, Powerball in general? Yeah. It's an it's a it's a national event, but it's National Powerball. Yeah, that, yeah. That it's in it, whatever. It's a billion dollars now. Like 1.3 by Wednesday. I think I think right now the Powerball and Star Wars are trying to see who can outdo each other. Because yeah, they're, I'm they're sure that's what they're doing. Well, they're right about at the same numbers. Yeah. Because well, St- Star Wars opened in uh, China this past week, mm-hmm. finally, and it did $53 million for its weekend there, uh, opening with the largest single day, which was $31 million. I think it was the, what, number three overall for the... Number well, three all-time for a foreign film in China. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, number one... Do you, know, do you know what the number one is, by any chance? Uh, it was uh, Transformers. Transformers, I know, was one of the top two, at least. Actually, I think it was. Gosh. And then the other one was Heidi. <laughs> Heidi? <laughs> it was Annie. Annie. Black, Black Annie. Annie. <laughs> so, anyways, um, yeah. Um, people were, were talking that the Irreverent was going to do better than it this weekend in the United States because of the Friday numbers, where it beat Star Wars on Friday night, but apparently Star Wars did a uh, rebound and... They're projecting it to do forty-three million this weekend, I think. Probably mm. it, the Revenant. It, that's a the Revenant. That's a that's a drama. So yes. I mean, even though it did better Friday, that's that's I, I can see a lot of couples going to that. A lot mm-hmm. of movie buffs getting out of work on Friday. Then it's the weekend, so it's you know kids are out of school, so parents. It's are still just, two hours and thirty-six minutes long, though. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of people that'll shy away from it for that reason. But I've heard nothing but good things about the Revenant. So. I just watched it. It's amazing. Um. Yes, I mean this Star Wars. It continue. Well, say I'm saying like Revenant is a rated R movie mm-hmm. as well, so it's limiting the amount of audience that they can have. To kids are still out of school, so there's still probably some kids that are just now watching Star Wars and whatnot. So it's I also can in see... half the theaters that Star Wars is in. Yeah, that's true too. I mean, uh, Star Wars is in like 4,300 theaters, where the Revenant's in like 26, I think, or something yeah. like that. Um. Anybody surprised that it, it Star Wars is still this? I mean, it's four weeks into it now, and it's still number one in the box office? No. No. There's no competition. Yeah. What else is anyone going to see? So, it's, all art, it's all art house films or movies that are six and a half hour long that take place in one room in the Old West. It's when all do you, drama. When, mm-hmm. when do you think it hits the ceiling? Because I know that at least the, the, the El Capitan is, is, uh, is going to show it through February 7th before they change it out. So when when does this thing hit its ceiling? Deadpool. Do you think so? Deadpool? 
Deadpool will be the first one that beats it in a weekend, but it's not going to be some... I don't think Deadpool's going to do a huge number on its weekend, Yeah, mm-hmm. but it'll beat Star Wars. It'll you, be number one, but it'll be something in, like, the 30s. But do you think Star Wars will be number one until then? Yeah. I mean, you're talking in February. There's, still, else, again, there's still not a lot coming That's only out. another five weeks. True. So what, what else is opening? Would that make Star Wars the longest-running movie to be no, number one? I think it's Titanic. I think it is Titanic. Titanic had something like Held 11 over, weeks, and, and it wasn't number amount. one in its first week. Well, unless you count uh, Gone with the Wind, which Gone with the Wind didn't... You know. That's adjusted. But even yeah. so, Titanic had, I think, one of the longest runs besides... Titanic had something like 10 weeks at number one after... It's a weekend that it opened. It didn't It didn't have the number one weekend, and then it just kept going. Now, do Titanic's did, numbers... Ethan, did you get it? Well, well, no. What I'm looking, I'm looking at the movies that are releasing between right now. Two will probably break. That's what I'm thinking. Right no, seriously. Two. Yeah, because you know, so many people watch that. Kevin Hart is a big, you know, a big has drama. a big following and whatnot. And it actually looked really. Fun. So yeah, and I know like a lot of people enjoyed watching the first one. Me, I'm not a Kevin Hart fan, so I was like, yeah, like, I could care less about it. But uh, I can see that breaking its number one spot. Either wow. that. Or, even though it looks like a terrible movie, I would say The Fifth Wave, just because that looks like a big epic. I could see The Fifth Wave doing it because they've been doing a lot of promotion for it in the front of Star mm-hmm. Wars. Um, does anyone think that Star Wars will break a million or billion dollars domestically, yes. or at least hit it? Yes. I think it'll hit it. I think it might do it, yeah. It, it's I, got I, I'm still standing by movie. my statement. Neither of those films are going to beat Star Wars. You don't think so? Yeah, neither of those two films are going to be. Star I could, Wars I could see the ride along doing it, just because it's something different. I'm, I'm going to say that it won't. You don't think That's... that the fatigue of Star Wars is going to start setting in? What fatigue? Well, do you not hit, do you not feel any fatigue towards it as a as a Star Wars as a hardcore Star Wars fan? Do you I feel felt f- fatigue for it before I went to see it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I've only seen it twice, but trust me, it, where I'm working, I got people that come in that have seen it twelve times. Wow. They're still going twice a weekend. See, I'd, I, I've seen it four. Still, I, I would still want to go see it a couple times. I'd want to see it again, but look, you're talking about a lot of people that are continuing to see this film on Friday and Saturday mm-hmm. and Sunday morning. It just, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think Ride Along Two. There's a reason Ride Along Two is being opened in January instead of somewhere closer to the summer. Do there's you... a reason why the Fifth Wave is being released in January instead of close. They're not good films. They're not going to be good films, and they're not going to be films that are going to appeal to the masses like Star Wars still will in places. We're talking about L.A. Your, your flyover states are still going to this movie like crazy. Yes. I, don't th- I, I personally do not think there'll be uh, an, another film that'll beat it for an, a weekend until Deadpool opens. Maybe Kung Fu Panda 3. When's that come out? That one's also... Third week of January, I yeah. think, or something like that. See, that's or, possible, too. That's, that's, a, that's another possibility. And it's, like, and it's, it's from a really popular series, too. too. Yeah. yeah. January 29th. Um, do you think you'll see a drop-off now with the uh, AMC 3D IMAX experience now that they the posters are ending? It's not. That's not a major contributor to doing not $50 million dollars a, a week. Oh, no. That has nothing to do with it. If you were to shut down those theaters, yeah. you're still making $48 million a weekend. There's not enough of those theaters to contribute more than $2, 3000000 million in, ter- in terms of a single weekend. Yeah. Well, so, okay, that's so, also inflated ticket prices. True. What type of movie do you think could stop this right now? Deadpool. Avengers 3. <laughs> Captain America? Batman versus Superman? Nothing that's coming out in the near future has a chance to like blow it out of the water. It's going to be the kind of situation where a movie like A Ride Along 2 jumps in and 
just ekes it out. It's going to be like a 43 to a 41 million kind of weekend, and it'll just jump it. Okay, so with the Golden Globes being tonight, if uh, Leonardo <coughs> would win or you know Tom Hardy or something, or the Revenant would come into being a getting a lot of Golden Globes and a lot more attention, do you think that next weekend that movie could pull ahead? No, or I do don't, you think that it's, it's it's excitement's already passed? There's there's a reason that the Revenant won't, and it's because it has a very polarizing critical review and word of mouth going for it. Well, there's two people, other reasons. People are saying it's an amazing film and it's wonderfully done, but also the oh, story, it's beautiful. The story suffers a little bit because the performances are extremely indulgent, and then two, it's a extremely, extremely brutal film. Yes, it is. Very visceral and very brutal. Mm. You're not taking your whole family to go see that no. film. It's adults only. And some adults, like my parents, have no interest in that. Mm. I'll give you two reasons that have nothing to do with the film. It's not in enough theaters, and it's too long. Okay, I can see that. It's just, it, it, it doesn't have enough showings. Okay. In I, terms of showings, it's no, it, there's, there's no way. Well, then, and that It'll a third get on a it. bump, but there's no way it's going to touch a movie that is still in every cineplex right. from the Pacific Ocean to the Atlantic, and it's playing 15 times a day. Yeah, exactly. And the other side of that, and the third point of that, is what Travis just said, the demographic. There's no way you take yeah. a kid to this movie, because, I mean, there, there is, there's a lot of brutality. The physical obstacle is enough in and of itself. Despite, I don't care what movie it is. The Revenant is not in enough theaters, and it doesn't have enough showing. There's no way to do it. Okay, last question on the Star Wars situation, or in the movie at least. Did anyone think that this movie... I mean, we, we, we speculated that it could do this, but did anyone think after their initial seeing of the movie that it was going to be this big of a juggernaut? Oh, yeah, especially yes. after yeah, the first definitely. one. Going the, into the, it, the I... reaction Thursday night after people got out, mm -hmm. where the, re the instantaneous reaction was, J.J. did it, I love it, Star Wars is back, George Lucas can go F himself in the A. This is the most amazing <laughs> thing that's ever happened. That kind of reaction, all but... Glo I mean, the, 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 the criticism of it didn't start coming until Saturday, Sunday, Monday. When I saw that reaction, I said, there's no chance. This movie is going to beat everything. But what about the petition now to have uh, George Lucas directing nine? That, we're not gonna what? God, no. Have we're you not, seen it? There, not, there's a petition not, out there. No, we're not talking about You that. know who started the petition? George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think he really did. I will direct number nine. You will get me a Coke Zero. <laughs> you get me a Coke Zero. You will get me a Coke Zero. <laughs> okay, so the biggest controversy of the week was the fact that Ray of Star Wars was left out of the Monopoly game. I wouldn't say if this was the week. I think this was literally because it was before Christmas that there there was a lot of parents upset on the fact that they couldn't find any merchandise with Ray on it. But it wasn't just finding any merchandise of that. You couldn't find any Star Wars merchandise, let alone Ray no, merchandise. You can, find, you can find a lot. I think because even on the news they were running big like stories on the fact that People were going to these places like Target and Walmart and everything, and their kid wanted a Ray doll or a Ray T-shirt or something, and there was nothing out there. Because you walk it, into Disney. I didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry. But it was also the fact that it got so bad to the point where Hasbro and uh, Disney also mentioned, well, yeah, in later assortments, we're going to start including Ray more and more. Like for the action figure sets, the wave that she's in, let's say. She was packed one per case, as usually when toy companies do with female characters, because they know boys usually won't buy a female character. 
or that's the thought that they have. I think it's changed in the last 10, 15 years. But um, the fact that they're like, boys don't buy girl characters, so we're going to pack them one per case because we know collectors like to buy them. We know we have to do it as far as licensing goes, blah, blah, blah. But to this point, that Hasbro has said, well, now we're going to pack her two per case because now people want this figure and we weren't making it. And why not make the money? Instead of these people who are selling these figures online for 40, 50 bucks because they're so hard to find, Hasbro, and I know Mattel does this with the wrestling figures as well, they're like, why aren't we making that money? So we're going to start putting out more assortments with these female characters in it. But with the fe- to, to look at this from two sides of the coin, when you go, as, as a father of a daughter that goes to her you know, toy, aisle, toy aisle and buys the Monster High and the Ever After High and everything, they don't make as many boy dolls for their lines because the girls don't buy them, which has been the whole case with the boys. But as a collector... I haven't found hardly any Ray items, or let alone any of the three and three quarter figures, in the stores except for a couple of the the peg warmers that we normally find. When I go to the Disney store, I find Ray with a uh, she's a six inch uh, diecast metal. I find her costume. I find miniatures of her. I find figurines. There's all kinds of Ray merchandise, T-shirts at the Disney store. For girls, there are at Target. There are a whole line of Star Wars T-shirts and bed clothes and stuff like that that feature Ray on there. It's just in the boy aisles that they're not finding Ray. But this whole controversy came about because apparently one or a group of mothers got together because there was no Ray in the Monopoly set, and the Monopoly set is what kickstarted this whole thing and caused JJ to even stand up and go, you know what? I'm outraged because there's not enough Ray merchandise. Well, I don't think it's only just the Monopoly set. Like I was mentioning this before we started recording that Target's exclusive had a six-pack of the 12-inch figures mm-hmm. for the boy line, and they didn't even feature their main character in there, which was Ray. So, you know, like... Parents were just like, how can you not have this? My kid loves the main character of this movie, and we, your exclusive doesn't even have it. You have Finn, you have Poe, you have all these other people that were, you know, not even major characters in this movie. How do you not include this character in there? Well, you know, this whole thing, and the reason that I thought this was such a poignant topic for us to discuss is because it goes to something that Chris and I have been talking about from Hasbro and all these other toy companies for years now that we've seen is it used to be when you would go in for to buy toys back, you know, in the 80s. And, you know, Travis, you might remember this too. You're our age. Um, you could find any one of the figures you wanted because they would release them all and they released enough for everybody. Now they barely release enough. And the ones they release don't have the articulation that they used to have. There's so many problems with the way the toy lines are now. I think it's, the bigger picture isn't why this one female character isn't there. It's The bigger picture should be is why there aren't enough of these characters. You walk into the toy aisle now, and especially you go to Toys R Us, there's nothing. Go back to Force Friday when they had their big started launch. It started with nothing, yeah. The thing with Ray in, in terms of this is in terms of representation. If you're talking about boys' toys, if you're talking about what's a normally a, a boys' toy type thing of action figures... She's not represented in the way other characters are. Sure. The notion of boys don't buy girl figures is an outdated notion held on to by old white people who run Hasbro and Mattel and all of it. 
It's not true. It hasn't been true since G.I. Joe. There's enough male characters, male fans, who find Scarlet Lady J, Jinx, and the Baroness to be some of their favorite characters on Lady J was one of my all-time. Baroness is is, is a great villain. Um, So in terms of representation, and the specific controversy is, if you're going to do your main cast, Mm -hmm. if you sub-ray out to put in someone like Captain Phasma, who has four lines in the film, there's something wrong. I agree with Even that. Even Captain Phasma being a, being a female character. But we've talked about not, that with not other really characters. Not really looking to be a female character, whatever. This is the Avengers controversy with Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Almost every single piece of merchandise that Disney licensed, lunchboxes, t-shirts, towels, beach, beach whatever you want, they drop Black Widow out of it. Right. It's only six of the seven or five of the six. How many are in the Avengers movie? The second How one? How many on the team? Yeah. There's you're on your own. Yeah, whatever. You should anyway. know this. <laughs> well, I know. This is, I think it's seven. I could be wrong. No, I'm thinking. Are of we including League. Vision? No. The, the the team that starts the movie, the team that attacks the Hydra base. Cap. So Hulk. Cap Thor, Iron Cap? Man, Hawkeye. Uh, there's six. Yep. Okay, yes, so hurt. five five of the six characters are go. are represented. Anyway. <laughs> well, we do math. Talk Everybody about, stands still. Tangents. The fact that we don't know that. <laughs> it's. That's the the the. The controversy is representation, not there isn't merchandise available. To me, that controversy is your representation into what brands you're talking about. But they did a they did a six inch black for her. They did a three and three quarter black for her. The only one I haven't seen for her talking, is the regular. I'm, ta- I'm not talking point. about specific. I'm talking about the fact that when you're showing the entire cast, when you have something that has your main characters. Mm-hmm. Your film, your, what is your representation of this film? Our representation is Finn, Kylo, mm-hmm. and Captain Phasma. Okay. Nope. That's wrong. Ray is the, if you want a triumphant of main characters in this, those are the three. Do you and think? And if you drop it out of something like Monopoly, if you drop it out of, when you have an ensemble, you know, cast, when they're putting Poe as the same as Finn or Kylo and they're dropping Ray out, that's what wrong. people are. are I upset. agree with that. Do you think that after seeing this movie, there is absolutely no way that she can be excluded from eight like that? What, what do you mean? I don't get this. What, what's the because in terms of merchandising? Her, oh, because yeah, no, her there's character, no way they can do it. Her character stood out bigger and badder than any of the other characters in this movie. There's when, a once reason, you watch it. You're talking about merchandising. Yes, there's a reason that she can't. And the because reason it's a is, chick. No, the reason is everyone holds on to those same things. Hasbro still believes... Boys don't buy girl figures. Well, Hasbro still believes that five-point articulation is better that than... That isn't still. They went back to that yeah. belief. And it's well, working I... because those $5 figures that are $9 are selling out like hotcakes. I will say this. Uh, it, I'm going to play a little bit of a devil's advocate. The idea that... Shock. Yeah, but the, the idea that this decision is made, you know, in a boardroom, you know, offhand is, is, is patently untrue. They still do market research, and they still do demographic breakdowns. All businesses do it. And the fact of the matter is is that the reason Ray isn't there is because boys don't buy those figures, and they have, they have the statistics to prove it. Now, if there's an uptick in that, that's entirely different because nobody knew what the character was going to be. So they've gone out and they've stated they will rectify the situation. They will include her in more toy packs. And they are going to include her in future series down the road, but that is, but that's the thing. It's not like some guy said, eh, nobody's going to want to buy a Ray figure. It's like, no, 
they have years of studies, and even beforehand, they still do, they still take parents and kids aside, they'll show them the toys ahead of time, which toys will you buy, they still do those market surveys, and I'm sorry, the, the science, it, anecdotal, look, anecdotal evidence is fine, you know, the, the couple thousand parents who want the Ray figure and can't find it, I, I understand and can sympathize with their plight, but the fact of the matter is, is there is solid science to back up the fact that there is a reason why she's not included in a lot of figures, and anecdotal evidence does not trump the science of marketing. The reason I would disagree with you is that your statistics are, are skewed by the amount that's ever been out there. That's, it's there. If, if you're not, there's not as many female characters, it's in a boys' line, yada, yada, yada. Some of those statistics can get skewed. That's true, but they still, for every toy line, they do their own demographic surveys I'm of not who's going to buy I'm not disagreeing with you. Well, what I'm saying is I think the statistics in that case are skewed. When I first heard about the when I first heard about the Monopoly, the whole Monopoly fiasco, I remember reading a little article about it, and I'm not quite sure if it was J.J. Abrams himself who said this, or if it was um, if it was the head of the marketing team. But they tried to like kind of cover it up by being like, "Oh, but we kind of wanted to keep Ray the big, you know, the big secret of the movie, and we didn't want to give away too much by having her holding a lightsaber or having her being too prominent on the like on the, you know, in the <clears throat> in the toy aisle, and like." Too many people just kind of seem like a really, like, you know, hat, you know, really, like, poor excuse for it. And I'm not quite sure if, um, I'm not, I'm not quite, I'm not quite sure how true it is. I don't know what you guys think about that. I can see where that is, that's true. But, you know, also talking with Hasbro at Comic-Con, things like that, they always say that the female figures are harder to mold, they're harder to do. So How much it, harder are they? <laughs> Well, because they're they're smaller. They if they're trying to make them in scale with each other, they gotta make them smaller. The arms and the legs are usually thinner, you know. And it is. It's it's, it's some of it is their own cop out. But well, in, in terms of that, it's also because they can't reuse the tooling, versus a male character. If you make a male character that has you know basic fatigues as a torso and arms and legs, it's easier to reuse that mold because you're in this type of environment. You're going to have more male figures. Then if you make a female figure, you may not use that mold again for another two years. It's just right. like making Captain Phasma. If you've already made the First Order Trooper, the Stormtrooper... It's really just a change it's of just, head. Yeah, you, I mean, it's not even, there's not even much of a change. You're adding a cape, basically changing the paint job. You're doing little tweaks to it, whereas with the female character, you have to make a full new mold. So there is some of that you know, that goes in with it. Um, honestly, I, honestly, because like having gone to school for business and knowing how much market research goes into it i think you know as much as there is you know the online backlashes they yeah you know i'm sure some you know i'm sure somebody signed an nda that said oh the reason why you can't talk too much about this character or you have to avoid using these plot points in your board game but the fact of the matter is, is i think honestly because a lot of that marketing data is proprietary they keep it a secret because they spend millions of dollars and they pay a lot of people to do it the truth is, if they came out and said, you want to see our research for Force Awakens toys from before and after sales? Here you go. You are literally the small fish in the bigger pond of, of toy sales. And, and that would enrage people even more if someone were just come out and say, well, there's only 1,000 of you versus the 20,000 of, of X figure that sales versus this figure. And again, devil's advocate, I... For me, I I come from the standpoint of like no, make as much money as possible. If, if people want more Ray figures, there's no reason not to make them. 
But for me, it comes from a standpoint of like anecdotal evidence is not evidence. And there is science and there is a lot of research to back up how and why they make these figures. And the truth would upset people far more than just saying, uh, well, we didn't want to give away a plot point, which is something that people will take and take for what it is. All right, the last thing on this thing, whole thing is the one figure boys cried out for and fans cried out for was the Slave Leia costume action figure. We saw with the six-inch black figure, it sat on the shelf as a peg warmer. Granted, it was more because of the mold and the casting of the face and everything like that than the actual figure itself. But Hasbro doesn't see that. The companies, all they see is that they, the figure they put out sat on the shelf and it, it sat there for a year and then got clearanced out. So it's a female character. Where they saw other characters, other base characters that they could easily make. It's, it's like Sideshow with the Iron Man or with the, with the clone troopers and things like that. It's so much easier for them to make these other figures because they make one mold and they just keep repainting it over and over again. The only issue I take with that statement is the demand that people would have for the Slave Leia figure in the first place. Back in back when they first announced that Slave Leia was going to be an action figure, back when they did the Powers of the Force 2 line, and they finally announced that, that Slave Leia was going to be one of the figures, that was the figure that from the original Star Wars line that got left out. People were more excited about than anything else. I think that's a vocal minority versus... It was that and the Grand really clamoring for, we really, really, really want a Slave Leia figure. I mean, I just... Yeah. Especially in the black line, considering all the other choices that they had. Well, they, they were still, still haven't done. There still hasn't been a C three PO in, there's, in the black been a line. A lot of characters yeah. should be shocked there. And and that's you know we we talked about that. There, but there's uh, a guard for the for the Kanja Club or whatever. The right. Other. Well, we we've talked about that, and, and that's a whole other subject. Is yeah. we've talked about that in the past. Is the choosing of the characters in the line doesn't make sense to us as as fans. So. Why you know how they're coming up with these characters that they're putting out doesn't necessarily make sense. And when you're talking about a character like Ray, who yes is a surprise, amazing character that you know, you you they should have known from you know prelim stuff, or even if they knew a little bit about what that character was going to be doing in the film, they should have known that this character is going to be the runaway hit of the entire film, um, and be the centralized character, but. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to make those toys, you know, and there's going to be that much merchandise because we've seen this. The Black Widow, they're, they're, I mean, there's examples all through the last 30 years of action figures, at least, of, you know, female characters. So is there enough raid characters or toys out there? Probably not. But then again, there's not enough toys out there anyways for us to pick up the ones we want. So... If anyone else doesn't have anything to say on that, we're going to end the matter on that. Yeah, let's move on to the next topic. Okay, so Michael Bay is going to direct Transformers 5. Why? Why? Because. Why? Because. Honestly, it's because they He's make awesome. a ton of money. Yeah, because 4 made a buttload of cash. Why? Not only that, one of the top grossing movies not, in China. Not only is that, it because the, the movie's going to make it. Yeah, was the top grossing movie of 2014? I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Not only, but it's also not only is it because the movie's going to make a buttload of money. It's because it's a two-hour toy commercial, and those toys sell like hotcakes. That's what the original cartoons were. Yeah. Unless you get a female Transformer, then it won't sell. Well, that's not true. <laughs> RC was one of the original Transformers that people screamed for. Or not, she, I'm sorry, she wasn't one of the original. She was, I guess, 
Generation 1.5. was the movie, wasn't it? It wasn't until the movie that she was, was there, yeah. It was the movie that she was in. And people, that was one of the original, you know, 1.5 or original gen that they didn't make it, people wanted. Mm-hmm. And then when they did make her, they made her in the movie as a motorcycle, and the was kind of screwed up, but yeah. Um, <laughs> the funniest thing about this is, about a month ago, Robot Chicken did a episode with Michael Bay, you know, announced as the director, and he comes out and he kind of distracts everybody by his nakedness and his penis that does everything. And by the end of it, they're all going, "Wait, huh? Wait, okay, so yeah, whatever he said, just because we wanted you know to block him from being you know out there." Yes, Ethan. So I, mean, I said it before, and I'm going to say it again. It all boils down to what Michael Bay said originally. I think you know, it was the comment he made during. I don't know if it was the last Transformers or with the Ninja Turtle movies. It's basically, it was, was it? He says, it, I don't care because you're going to watch it anyway. That was for Transformers 4. Was it? The reason this was is it a Transformers story. Was it Transformers 4? Transformers 4. The reason it's a story is because when Transformers 4 came out, they said it was his last film. Right. That's, I mean, to get down to the crux of it, the only reason this is a story, most people would probably look at this and go, well, yeah, duh, who else was going to direct it? Right. Was that during Transformers 4 or right after Transformers 4, that was Michael Bay's final directed film and that it would be produced by him, someone else would take over the reins Correct. as super jetpack Optimus somehow ex- achieves escape velocity all of a sudden to go back and find the Knights of Cybertronia or whatever the hell the end of that movie was. My point, I, I don't know how it's possible, but it's guaranteed that that movie is going to suck more than Transformers 4. And that's amazing, because Transformers 4 is literally one of the worst films that's ever existed. Are, are we safe to say that just about anything Michael Bay does? Because, you know, he's got 13 hours coming out, and 13 hours looks really good. Uh, oh, that the Benghazi film? Yeah. yeah. That movie's got to be a piece of crap. That is a weird place to release a Michael Bay-directed action feature uh-huh. being released in the middle of January. Yeah. Makes no sense to me. That That film has got to be an ungodly mess. I agree with that, but I also... I mean, you also look back. I think he can do a war film because he oh did, yeah, he no, did the Rock. The Rock is one of my favorite. And films. I think from I, I think the Benghazi movie is a movie that is in his own weird way going back to his early days, his roots. Did but he I do, do Black Hawk Down? No, no, he didn't. He produced it, I think. Uh, no, Ridley Scott. Ridley, Ridley okay, Scott was it? Scott okay. Free. He was a producer. But I, I do agree that uh, for a movie that they have put together a trailer that makes it look very good, it's coming out at a very weird When I saw that trailer, I said the same thing. When it said it's a Michael Bay film, and then I'm like, wait, did he produce it? And some jerk-off directed it? Look through the credits at the end of the trailer, directed by Michael Bay. I'm like, why are they releasing a Michael Bay-directed action military thriller, which he does very well. Mm-hmm. That's all the first Transformers film is, and it's the only one that people can stand if right. they actually like. Why is that movie being released in the middle of January? Yeah, there's something there's something, so, there's something wrong with it. Now, he's not he's not directing the new Transformers, but he is producing it, and... No, he's directing He's directing it. He's that's, directing it. No, I'm, I'm sorry, not story. Transformers. I meant Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. <laughs> we didn't do the first one, either. No, but it's got, you know, and it, it's got the Terrodrome, it's got Krang, it's got, you know, everything that everybody's ever terrible. wanted no, in it. it's going to be terrible. You think it's going to be terrible? It's going to be terrible. But, but he... I think the trailer could, looked better. Is it just I, I think you that could, he produces and directs? No, or is it's, it... it's just, that's, no, the, the genesis of those films is terrible. Because those, even Transformers, I mean, uh, Ninja Turtles felt like a Michael Bay Transformers movie. I think you could have tricked more people into going to see number two if it came out first, but I don't think it will be good. Yeah. So, do you think, 
because he said five is the last one, and the, and and Paramount three was the last one. Well, Paramount Hasbro has already one. said one. there's going to be three more Transformers movies, mm-hmm. and they're trying to do like what they're talking about with GI Joe is make an inclusive universe with you know the GI Joe microverse uh, mask. They're all going to do that, but there's a possibility that Transformers are going to be inclusive in that universe. That's as never well. going to happen, Travis. Ethan, yes. What are you going to say? No. Oh. Well, the thing is, he can keep saying, well, this is going to be my last film. This is going to be my last film. But regardless is, people, if you're going to go watch a bad movie make and make that movie millions and millions of dollars, and then that studio says, hey, well, the only thing that we can make a lot of money on is this crappy movie. Michael Bay, you want $50 million to direct this movie so we can make a crappy movie and people are going to go watch it? Hell yeah, I'm going to do that. Why not? He's going to make a lot of money out of it. The studio's going to make a lot of money out of it. But it's still going to be a horrible film. So un- until while, while we may hate Michael Bay, honest trailers about Transformers oh, Four was be- that movie was ginormous in China. Yeah, it was made for China. Michael Bay still has cash in foreign markets. Well, that's what I was going to say. Can somebody look up what the numbers for the foreign or what uh, Transformers Four did compared to the other ones? It's because only because those as much as as much as we don't like those movies. People still, I mean... Each one I, makes more than the last. Every, each one makes more than the last. Uh, for every person that I have heard complain about the previous Transformers, but they'll still go see the next one. And uh, Mike and I went to see four. Nope, I, I am not seeing five. But we're not, I'm not seeing five. I learned my lesson. I already said that after four. Yeah, I'm not well, seeing five, but we went and saw four. Both of us have kind of, I think both of us have felt something like, we liked three, didn't we? We were okay with three, and then when we watched three again, I'm like, I was fine oh, with all oh, you the first, hated three. I was fine with the first three. I'm, I'm no, no. When we got out of three, I was fine with. I thought three was much better than two. Because you hated like, the whole, the whole last of that oh, movie. No, no. Which I hated the, the Optimus part. Yes. To defeat Optimus Prime by putting him in a bunch of cables. Wait, I, got, I have the I have the four numbers for Transformers Four. Okay. From, uh, box office mojo. Um, Wait, is, is, it bad, is it a bad site? Go ahead. Go no, ahead. No, that's a great site. Hollywood Reporter. Go for it. Well, the, the number the number I have for the for the four numbers is um eight hundred fifty eight million six hundred fourteen hundred thousand nine hundred ninety six dollars. Yeah, so it, it made yeah, eight hundred and sixty million dollars overseas outside, outside. only overseas. What did, what did it, it the Hollywood here? Reporter have, have the, the same number? About three hundred million here. Wow. So so that, it did almost a billion dollars worldwide. Right, but it, it did a billion dollars outside of almost America, versus something like Star yeah. Wars, where you see that. Reverse where right. it made eight hundred million here and everywhere else is just like eh, it's, it's another Star Wars movie. Well, those numbers, I mean, the China numbers are going to make a big difference with that. But sixty. Speaking of which, when like, we were talking the? about you know the top three in China, Transformers Four is actually the number one film in Chinese. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's I knew yeah. it was a. Yeah. I knew it was in the top three. That's what I'm because it was that, part, of, part of that almost a billion dollars for Transformers Four is China. Right, and if Star Wars couldn't do it, that's and that. that's why that's why they had the them in China at the end of the movie. Oh no, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with that. They, with the, they admitted that from the start with the dragon type Chinese. The Chinese cut of that film is different. Oh, completely. The it last was, third of the movie is longer in China. Yes, and everyone's a ninja for some reason. <laughs> um. Oh. Okay, we have to stop talking about Transformers. Uh, my, uh, Michael Bay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm dying. It's it's killing my insides. Yes. So okay. Michael Bay, welcome back to Transformers. None of us are going to go see you. Well, a segue, k- killing your insides, because I know how much you hate Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They have finally agreed to do the spinoff. Do you hate Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? No, I'm, I'm, I'm neutral. 
Oh, okay. Do you I hate watch it. Shield? What we, no, what, I, don't, I don't watch it. I'm, again, my neutrality is like, it exists. Yeah. <laughs> We've he come to act, just accept it, that yeah, yeah. Sebastian hates everything. It, so. it exists, and it's a show We're not that, wrong. Yeah, I, I love the fact that this show, we have Chris, Sebastian, and Travis, who between the three of them will hate just about anything we talk about. You, you are totally wrong on me. You guys always oversimplify my hatred of stuff. I... I'm much more like Sebastian. I don't care about a lot of stuff. There are a few things that I get absolutely... You're just more vocal about. Well, I get... Li- but here's the thing. I, I think me and Chris are, are in the same boat that when we hate something, at least we can vocalize why we hate something. There's never been a time where I've seen something in a movie or a television show and, like, I can't explain it. My rage, it builds inside, and I don't know why. No, at least if I sit down and watch it, like, Supergirl. People like Supergirl. It's not my cup of tea. I understand perfectly why people understand. It's a very fun show. You know, and but I goes like, oh, it's not for me, and I move on. But for something like Agents of Shield, that first episode didn't really grab me, so I move on. But no, when I don't like something, at least I want to be able to go, aha, I know exactly why. This cut here and that weird line of dialogue all prequels. the prequels. He hates the prequels. <laughs> okay, and he has his reason for it. So, yeah. trying to stay on subject, Agents of Shield, they have now we have uh, Mockingbird and we have the Hunter characters, which are going to have their own show. Which is now they actually have a title for it. They tried to do this pilot a few like a year ago or so. Wonder Woman, right? <laughs> yeah, Wonder Woman. <laughs> um, so they're going to do a spinoff called Marvel's Most Wanted. They, at least they're going to do a pilot for it. They they uh, ABC saw the pilot or saw read the pilot and they said this sounds really good. Let's do it. I'm intrigued. I mean, uh, like with others, I'll try it and. I like the character of Mockingbird from the few episodes I've seen of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because it's a character I actually really like. And having her without Hawkeye is just really alien to me because right. those two characters work so well together. But I like I mean, I like her as an actress. And that's where the, I like the, the character. The Hunter character works really it's well. take over as Hawkeye when yeah, exactly. Jeremy Rayner in, in Avengers 3. Um, I don't understand this. Remove the creative point part of it. I don't understand a spinoff for a show that ABC continues, Disney and ABC continues to say is actually a disappointment in ratings. Well, and and you say the the creative team, the creative team is going to be the same creative team and the same showrunner and everything as I, Agents of Shield. I, that worries I, me more than the character. Don't of understand Mockingbird. the reasoning behind this when you're already at the very least, you're a step above disappointed. You're, right. We expected five million people a week to watch this. We're getting three. But as somebody that's watched the show from the very beginning and seen the evolution of how bad it was to now, do you feel that it, it's gotten much better? I would much rather have those two characters' stories play out in the show that it's already in. Do you because, th- hold on, they're two of my favorite characters in the show. Now, yes. Which is surprising because I hated Hunter when he started. Mm-hmm. But I like their dynamic. I like what they do. You remove them from that show... There's, I don't think there's enough left on that show to continue. So that's, to me, it, it's, I, I don't agree with it from a creative standpoint of just removing them from the show that they're already strong. Well, here, here's the thing. No one said whether or not that this is going to be a totally separate show, whether it's going to be a mid-season thing like they're doing with Agent Carter. No one knows anything other than the fact that ABC has read a pilot. They want to go ahead and... Can you know and, and move the pilot on to to actually production? The weird thing with this is, didn't we talk about this six months ago about the idea that they were going to do a spinoff and they canceled it? They were going to yes. They were going to do the cleanup crew show. They well no no that's a totally different thing. They they were going to um the uh they they were talking about doing this. They had it the, that they wanted to do a spinoff with Mockingbird, and then 
and, and they wanted to do it with Hunter. And then it got canceled. They said no. They pulled the idea of the pilot and everything. But apparently there's been a new script that's been made, and ABC loved it. But like I said, no one knows whether it's going to be an eight episode, you know, mid season thing. It's probably because if the, if Agent Carter doesn't, if Agent Carter does as quote unquote poorly as it did last year, where they were yes. really disappointed, which again, really disappointed in the numbers for Agent Carter, three hundred thousand less viewers than Agents of Shield. It's not even a Nielsen point, but no. they're like, oh, Agent Carter did terrible. We're not sure about doing another one of these. But Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is okay. That's why I still say that ABC is, is very disappointed in what Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. does. If you're, my guess is that's probably what it is, a midseason mm-hmm. replacement of Mockingbird and Jay and Mockingbird, whatever, Mockingjay, whatever they want to do. Mockingjay. Do they think Hunter people games. will think it's going to be Hunter Games? Yeah. Um, that they would put it in there because thinking if, if Agent Carter doesn't do, do well in this midseason that's coming up, they're never going to make another. It may I, also... I actually do feel as probably because as I liked Agent Carter a lot, and I felt it was far better written than Agents of Shield. Yes. But I but I do feel that Agent because Agent Carter did really poorly, and it, it's it's a fascinating thing. Really poorly for ABC. For ABC, yeah, yeah, it, it's, yeah especially because when you look at sort of the superhero shows, and this is a slight tangent, you look at something like CW. If they get one or two million viewers, that's great for them. Sure, everyone's cheering. They're opening the champagne bottles. When Agent Carter only gets a million or two viewers, that's that's not good. Its average for its eight was 2.7 something. Right. Because cause we talked about this at the time. Mm-hmm. With, at the end of the year, the numbers had come out, whatever. ABC slash Disney had said that they were disappointed in Agent Carter's numbers. And I'm looking at the numbers on the side of it. And I said, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is averaging 3.1 million viewers per week. Right. Agent Carter was averaging almost 2.8 million viewers per week. Mm-hmm. A difference of 300,000 people is the difference between ABC vocally, publicly saying we're disappointed in these numbers mm-hmm. and not saying we don't support Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. either. And that's why, I, I mean, I don't know what Agent Carter is going to have to do in order to, to get a third season. But here's the thing. But it's, think, not gonna, think, it's not going to do better than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Does it I think really, Mockingbird is the replacement for yeah. Agent Carter. Do you, do you want to see him keep doing Agents of uh, uh, Agent Carter? Oh, yeah, or I'm, would you want to see him doing, like, take some of the one-shot ideas. No. Do eight no, episodes. Nope. If nope. Agent Carter was the show they sold me as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when it first started, I think they would be in a better place. I would place. have stuck with it. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with four or five seasons or whatever we're going to do of eight-episode Agent of Carter shows because I think they will get better because the first season, the middle of it drags because they lose their plot completely. This... The previews for this look fantastic. She is wonderful. Jarvis is wonderful. I really, I, I'm really looking forward to this season of Agent Carter. Mm-hmm. I would love to see this continue in this shorter format. I don't want 20 episodes. And that's what I was going to say. Is would you prefer to have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. be the overarching umbrella and do eight episodes of Agent, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episodes, then do eight episodes, and that be their whole season? Do like, you know, like a... a, a a type of like Netflix, Netflix type thing, and then eight, uh, Agent Carter be the next eight, and then because you have twenty three, so or twenty four, so then you have another eight after that, which would be something else, maybe Mockingbird or something else, and you only do eight episodes of each of these. Intriguing, but they'll never do it because there's too much they have to, quote unquote, get into with Agents of Shield. True, there's too many storylines that they want. But even to get the sto- into. even the writers have said. They would much rather do oh, yeah. an eight-episode season. But you're not gonna you're, you're not gonna just use eight weeks of your year for a show that apparently for them is big in their demographic. I I, I get that. That's, I get that. I mean, look, if HBO thought 
Game of Thrones could go 52 weeks a year and it get the same numbers, they would do it. If AMC could pay for Walking Dead to do 52 episodes a year and it gets the same 16 million viewers a week, they would do it in a heartbeat. Well, aren't they? <laughs> Ethan's like, you just got Ethan salivating. <laughs> Well, no, I'm saying... No, they'll, with the, they'll, get a, they'll get a lot... Please? Can I have part that? part of the Fear of the Walking Dead thing is, yeah. is to have a Walking Dead... If AMC could get Walking Dead, a brand new episode of Walking Dead on its air in the Walking Dead universe every Sunday mm-hmm. for 52 weeks, they would do it. You're never going to have... But I'm eight. saying that if you, if you did that with Agents Creatively, of S.H.I.E.L.D. Creatively, we would love to have 8, 8, and 8. They're not going to do it because the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show as it exists, there's too much that they have to get to in order to set up in humans or whatever garbage they're going to give us in 2025. Which, by the way, uh, Clark Gregg came out and said that he feels that the Inhumans movie in 2020 will be completely separate from what they've established in the TV series. He already said that because it'll deal with the royal family. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Okay, so moving on. moving on. Kevin Smith, the geek guru himself. Self, self-appointed. Yeah. Self-appointed. Yeah, self-appointed. <laughs> yeah. I was going to get there. Um, is going to be dire- directing an episode of... The Flash. That's going to go by really quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> what do you guys think about that? I'm fine with it. I think, yeah. I think he, he has, for all of Kevin Smith's faults, uh, he can do dialogue really well. Yes. And I can see his episode of The Flash being a really fun episode of The Flash. Mm-hmm. You know, sort of getting into that, like, that 90s Mark Wade. And he's know, written and for DC. Jeff John's Flash stuff. Just having really, really fun. Yeah, he wrote really good stuff for DC until he started doing Batman. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I'm I'm fine with it. I mean, it, what the idea that people are, you know, if people are apprehensive, I I question why because he can. Didn't write. he do an episode of Degrassi? He did because he's a yes. huge fan of Degrassi. He did, yes. He, yes, he did. Yeah. He did do one. He did a, a really Him good episode. Yeah, yeah, he did a few. Yeah, he's he still good. a good director, and he's a yeah. he's a decent writer. I don't like everything that he's done. Right, but his first three films I love. So. I, I, I still like stuff. It's, it's something to be... I'm excited to see what he would do, and it's going to bring more eyeballs to the right. Flash, so... Well, also mentioning the fact of his knowledge of the whole comic universe plays in the fact that he can, you know, tell this story very well, I would think. Yeah, yeah but some people say that Joss Whedon, who actually wrote, you know, comic books and stuff like that as well... So did Kevin Smith. So did Kevin Smith. Uh, really effed up the uh, Age of Ultron. Yeah, but he also didn't write Marvel comics or anything. No, he did. Uh, yeah, he wrote, yeah, well, yeah, Joss, Joss, Joss X-Men. Did, but he did his X-Men, but he didn't ever do Avengers. No, and, and look, it, it's not... His, his, the Age of Ultron shortcomings have nothing to do with comic book versus... Right. Correct. It's the fact that the movie is not superiorly well-written. Right. It's not paced well. It's not written massively well. Travis agrees with me. He's raising his hand. I totally do. Is that what you had? <laughs> no. But I agree with him. I mean, because you, cause no, is, is you and I Smith, are both a big is, Joss Whedon fans. Big time, yeah. But is, is Kevin Smith both writing and directing the episode? As far as I know, he's right now just directing. Ah, so he's just going to be I'm sure, Well, I'm sure he'll have a hand in changing stuff on set, though. I mean, it's, yeah. I'm sure he'll be heavy-handed on the script. Yeah. No, I, don't, I, I think, I think it's, it's a good thing. I, I think it's a great thing for The Flash. Worst case scenario, it's one episode, and The Flash has already been like the best thing on the CW, so it's not like one episode's going to drag it down if it flops. Do you guys agree that Flash is probably the best comic book on network television? Ah, there you go. You saved yourself by saying network television. I know. I knew where I was going with that. <laughs> right now or in history? Right now. Right now. And I would agree with that. The no, Flash I, now is the I want the one history on. one. Currently, yeah. What Current- would you say in history, though? Uh... For Batman sixty six, 
for just in general as really good solid shows. Yeah, this is a, a network comic book based television show. Uh, I actually really like the original '90s Flash TV show. It's a uh, yeah, really that was, solid that's a show. great show. Uh, I think uh, it, it had Alias. Alias is solid. not a comic book show. As much as it was based on a comic book show, it was. I mean, based on a comic, it wasn't a comic book show. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. The, it wasn't based on. It comic. wasn't based on a comic book. J.J. Uh, Abrams' idea. Alias is completely separate from the comics. It just has the same title. Yeah, well, it's not Jessica Jones. That's at all. true. Uh, was, yeah, it was but first, then, wasn't it? No, wasn't no. she Greatest getting her powers? Or no, 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 no. Alias, the comic book, was before the show. Yeah. But the show, I thought she the got show powers or something. She's, no. just a, no, she's, she's, uh, she's just a spy. Just a regular spy. But good show, though. Good show. A really good show. Uh, network, I mean, Greatest American Hero. Oh, that's still oh, that's Which, such a good show. Which, have you heard? They're, they we, I think we talked about them. And I'm scared because Stop it. it's, it's a Stop remake. Stop remaking. And, yeah. But w- would you accept it Would you accept it if it was a continuation, like it's a son or daughter or something? Yeah, yeah, if he, yeah of course. If it Passing was, the mantle? I, I would be more interested because, again, there's more stories you can tell and there's a universe you can explore versus... You know, we're going to throw the baby out with the bathwater. See, Travis is looking at me because he does, he never saw the video of the dog on the plane. <laughs> ah, no. Ah. Right, we'll I mean, Linda Carter's Wonder Woman television show was also very popular, although very short-lived. Oh, God. First crush. Hey, the original Spider-Man, you know, Peter Parker one. I mean, it's, it's cheesy as it's it cheesy, was. But if we're going to just go, I mean, Batman 66 I, in terms of popularity. That would probably be the be biggest The number one. one. Yeah. In terms of best show, Batman the Animated Series. If you're going to throw animated, everything. Into it. Well, if we're going to throw. If we're going to throw everything, yeah, that's going to. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you're going to throw an animated, there's a ton of animated shows yeah. that yeah. are better. Well, Batman animated series is going to trump it. The '90s X-Men, Justice yeah. League Unlimited, and yeah. Justice League. But I will say, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just... I'm going to ruin everybody's life right now. <laughs> He's going to get stuck in everybody's head. <laughs> I can listen to that theme all day. It was a great one. No, but I would say because you know I don't watch The Flash regularly, but there are times you know I'm just laying in bed and I was like. Well, it's on, so I'm going to watch it. And there's some episodes that are really well done. And so I was like, well, now i got to go back and try to catch up to everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know do. if I want to make that commitment because well, there's so commitment. much I need to watch. It's okay. Since there's, it's there's the Flash, other, it can go episode. really quick. There's, there's other TV than zombies. So just it, get out there, there. There is? Yes. Oh, man. Uh, what am if I we missing? Called, if we called it The Walking Flash, would you watch it? <laughs> he would walk it in a... If yeah, Rick Grimes would, was The Flash... In, I would walk it in a second. You'd walk it in a second. But that, that's, uh, that's also how I watch The Flash. If it's on or if my, my dad... <laughs> he t- watches my it dad, fast forward. My dad DVRs it, so mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I got, I got some time to kill. Well, yeah, that's, a, well, that's the thing I'm saying is that, you know, I catch episodes here and there, and I'm... Watching those, I'm like, wow, these episodes are actually really great. Maybe I should actually start watching you it. you got to watch it. It also tends to be more standalone as well. Yes, well, and that's a good thing, is because it is. It's kind of a. It follows a combat, uh, comic book format where you can have like a, you can watch it periodically and still be caught up. And that's yeah. a, that's what I expect Kevin Smith to do. I expect him to get like a really nice one-off episode. I want it to be, you know, maybe Mirror Master or which is kind of like this show. You can listen to one episode and still be caught up when you watch the ne- and listen to the next one. So for that, we are going. <laughs> yeah, it does work that a little bit. You can listen to one episode. Nice try. And still nice know what try. we're talking about. It, it, Work at your segues. <laughs> a, for, a for effort, though. It was good. It was good. So, check us out on Facebook.com backslash Nerdables. <laughs> We're also at Twitter at Nerdables Show. Check us out on our website, Nerdables.com. So, for Sebastian, Shauna, Chris, uh, Mikey, Ethan, Travis, I'm R.A. saying we'll see you next time.